Welcome to the Veritas Equipping Podcast, a podcast designed to provide insight, resources, and biblical wisdom. Our mission as Veritas Church is raise up mature disciples, send out everyday missionaries, glorify God. Join us as we pursue Jesus to become mature disciples and effective disciple makers for God's glory. Veritas, welcome back to our Equipping Podcast. We are in our series, Into the Weird, and I'm back with Matthew Morkin, Jeff Meyer, and Jordan Howe. Say what's up, guys. What's up? What's up? What's up, Veritas? All right, we're going to jump right back into our series, Into the Weird, where we looked at the Holy Spirit last week, and now we're going to look at angels, um, and then uh, we'll, we'll get into demons, and then spiritual warfare, kind of look at the battle of this. So, um, angels... Touched by an angel. Anybody ever watch that show? I did. Yes. Never have, but Jeff is laughing. Sounds so maybe a little creepy. I yes. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> Just give that a pass. Angels in the Outfield. That was a kid's movie. Any yeah, other, anybody know any other that. Hollywood portrayals of angels? I mean, the other kind of angels we'll talk about next time, so we won't get into that this there's time. There's a lot of, yeah, a lot of that. Getting ahead of us there, Jeff. Yeah. But I mean, I think there's several illusions. I mean, you think of just there's just glimpses of the spirituality in so many different things yeah i just think of like angel food cake right now well and they're always shown to be like harps and clouds and cher- <laughs> like like the what valentine's those, day angel you remember right? in the, uh, was it hallmark hallmark used to have stores i don't think they have stores i anymore. was like are we going hallmark movies now <laughs> <laughs> but there was like precious moments mm-hmm. they were like little naked children angels mm-hmm. they were, they were mm-hmm. always children yeah they were always a little chubby mm-hmm. And yep. yeah, that was like angels. Yep. Like that's what you see. It and probably what, ties into your angel food cake thing pretty well. And that's what everybody's afraid of when they see him in scripture. <laughs> <laughs> don't be afraid. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. I don't know. Maybe that would be kind of scary. <laughs> that might be seeing a child floating above your head <laughs> with uh, a bow. With a bow. What are what are how do we get angels wrong? How like what's the kind of cartoon ver- where where are we off between the Bible? and culture when it comes to angels i think maybe just more prevalent social media era of anytime somebody dies we say like heaven gained an angel Mm -hmm. and we almost just like turn it into this phrase Mm. or it's like oh now i have a guardian angel looking over me but like nobody actually knows what they mean when they say it and it's yeah. super difficult like pastorally in somebody's moment of grief you want to be like no they didn't no nope. <laughs> doesn't doesn't work that way <laughs> but yeah that's a maybe a misconception yeah that's that's huge i think the angels have been used as like this good good picture like this comfort too and really christianity offers the angel's boss god we get god mm-hmm. not just this seemingly winged creature which isn't mostly biblical who just kind of watches out for us. Like we can get God, but we seemingly our culture settles for this angel to watch over you or to keep track of you or to fend off the bad guys. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, less dangerous to believe in angels than it is to believe in God. Right? Mm. That's good. Less That's controversial. Yeah. yeah. Especially if we can kind of yeah. morph it to what we think instead of what scripture says. There's a country song that's out right now. That I, it's a great song. I You've like been it. hard on country music. I like really. country music. I like You've, country. I'm just saying. There's some. How was I hard on country music? I, I will uh, talk later. Oh no! When you I ripped said, up. Yeah, yeah. Sunday mornings. Yeah. No yeah. more country the music. Christianity. Yeah. 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 Which I agree with. I yeah. agree. When there's like, let's sing about hooking up, getting drunk, and going to church. Yeah. Let's not do that. Let's not do right. that. Let's but do that. I love country music. It's storytelling. Mm-hmm. 
Um, there's a song out right now about weight in the truck. Have you heard that song? The story is this guy. Would you sing it for us? That's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I would if I could remember any lyrics. I don't really remember the lyrics. That's the truth. I wouldn't even if I remember the lyrics. <laughs> I got to repent to that quickly. <laughs> that was a false statement. Uh, there's a sto- the story about a guy who picks up a girl who has been beaten and he doesn't know her and he says, you know, who did that? Where's he at? Uh, drives to the guy's house and just says, wait in the truck. And he goes in and kills the guy. Kind of this justice, vigilante justice. And he didn't go anywhere. He just waits for the cops to come. And he's like, I'll take my punishment. Um, but he's singing the verses and then she sings the chorus. And from her perspective, she says, I don't know if this is my angel, but angels don't do what he did. And I'm thinking, that's not true. Mm-hmm. Because it, in culture, we think angels are just these nice kind of, you know, comforting, you know, beings. But in scripture, it's like, no, they're the ones with the sword. They're the ones executing judgment. It's like angels do carry out yeah. the wrath and yeah, punishment of God. So it's like, that was just a contemporary example of no misconception. Mm-hmm. Um, angels yeah. carry big swords yeah. and they swing them. Yep. So. I like history a lot, and I think the Renaissance did us a great disservice in how they pictured things like that, angels and even Jesus, right? And it's just, we got to get that image out of our head. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not what they look like. <laughs> so what do we know about angels according to Scripture? I mean, we know that they're real. We know that they're worshiping. Uh, we know that they work to protect God's people. Um, we know that they're spiritual beings, um, I mean, I think of them frequently seen in Scripture as messengers. One of Blaze, my oldest kid's favorite Bible stories, is when Gabriel shows up uh, to Mary and says, do not be afraid, for mm. you have found favor with the Lord. Mm. Um, but yeah, they have, to be, they have to be a fearful sight to behold, because every time that somebody actually sees an angel in scripture, they always start with, do not be afraid. Right. 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 So and even John in the beginning of Revelation where he drops to his face mm-hmm. and, and the guy's like, no, stand yeah. up. I'm, yeah. I'm but then, not. But then there's examples of like Abraham cooking a meal for the angels and Lot having mm-hmm. them into his house of like, hey, these are just some two dudes, but mm-hmm. but they're angels. And you, and you get like these glimpses of different scenarios or pictures of angels throughout scripture and you're trying to make sense and put a theology of it together and it's like yeah sometimes you're like you're tempted to worship them Mm -hmm. or you're terrified and other times it's like hey uh i'm curious what how you guys interpret hebrews 13 too where it's like some of you entertained angels and unknowingly Mm -hmm. like do you think that happens or do you think that passage means something different Mm -hmm. I think it's interesting when, like you've brought up the lot thing, where sometimes angels will appear as men, like just people. They don't ever, I think, show up as women, but they they show up as men. And so in those cases, it's like, yeah, there's something different about these guys, but can't quite put my finger on it. Oh, they can blind people. Okay, that's that's a little different. <laughs> that's, right? yeah. that's well, a I don't have disturbing. that trick in my bag. That's, that's <laughs> right, an angel right, thing. Right. <laughs> but that's not how angels are described anywhere else. Like when John is in the throne room and Revelation and the vision, right? He sees angels. They don't look like that. Yeah. So, man. I think it's interesting, speaking of culturally twisted, like this truth that's been twisted is the number of angels that have wings. So you think about like, 
how am I supposed to entertain an angel when I, I don't see anybody around here with wings? And it's such a convoluted thing. So clearly, there are some angels that have wings. I think of Isaiah 6 um, and then elsewhere, too. But, um, yeah, this this picture of wings and these big, huge, especially around Christmas time, mm-hmm. you know, your nativity scene has this angel hovering above the, yeah, the barn. I, and It seems like one mistake is we put angels into one category or class. But in Scripture, it seems like there's different types of it. You have cherubim, you have seraphim, you have the archangel, you have Michael, you have Gabriel, um, you have a host of angels, a heavenly host. You get the vision of kind of chariots of fire on the hill um, in Second Kings 6 with Elisha. So it seems like there's... And a lot of angel talk is very military-type military language. So I was wondering, like, is there rank? Is there commander? Is there different types, different roles? Mm-hmm. So yeah. to say, like, all angels are this doesn't seem to fit right. in Scripture. That's right. I was reading something about kind of how angels are divided up, and they really focused on the two, the cherubim and the seraphim. But cherubim, that word is used all over the place. But seraphim is only used a couple times, and it's in Isaiah 6. And and they said the cherubim seem to be the angels that are very concerned about God's glory. They're zealous for, for protecting God's glory. And the seraphim are the ones who are zealous for worship. They're just around the throne worshiping, and that's what they do. And so... I, I like to you know think of them that way. How yeah. can how can we think of angels in a helpful way? Well, there's a helpful way. Yeah, <laughs> and Gabriel seems to be a, a messenger, whether mm-hmm. it's in Daniel chapter nine or to Mary, um, kind of bringing the news. Um, what what other stories or examples of angels do you remember in scripture? Think of like Daniel in the lion's den, yeah. where it's like the angels are like shutting the lion's mouth. Yeah, in Daniel two, yeah. Balaam's donkey, um, kind of angel with the sword drawn in the road. We've alluded to this already, but Isaiah 6, um, I love this one. Above him stood the seraphim, each had six wings, with two he covered his face, and with two he covered his feet, and with two, two he flew. And one called to another, saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Yeah. And when we're in Revelation, uh, we're studying that book right now. There's talk of angels throughout that book. Um, we didn't get into it on the Sunday, but each church is ascribed an angel. Now, that could mean a messenger, kind of an overseer. Or it could mean that there is an angel or angels per churches. Um, there is a sense, there's an interesting passage that makes me wonder if um, angels, one, we know they're limited in their power. They're not all powerful like God. They're created beings. Um, but in Daniel chapter 10, um, an angel is, I believe it's Michael, is going to Daniel, and he's like, I would have been here sooner, but I was held up. I'm like, what do you mean you were held up? Um, yeah, Daniel 10, 13, it says, The prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days, but Michael, one of the chief princes, talking about angel, came to help me, for I was left there with the king kings of Persia. Um, or in verse 20, it says, Then... He said, do you know why I've come to you? But now I will return to fight against the prince of Persia. Um, When I go out, behold, the prince of Greece will come. And it seems like they're referring to not literally the prince of Persia, but spiritual type Mm -hmm. warfare and battle. We'll get into that in another podcast. But it seems like an angel's coming to Daniel, but he was held up. (laughs) Like, what's going on? (laughs) What do you mean you were held up? Like, it seems like there's more going on than what we see. 
uh, in the spiritual world. I'm, I'm drifting into our spiritual mm-hmm. warfare mm-hmm. talk later, but um, just the, the fact to point out, angels are limited, mm-hmm. um, and they got stuff going on right now. Any other references that come to mind? I mean, there's a weird thing about, I think it's Michael uh, contending for the bones of Moses or something. (laughs) Fighting Satan for Moses' body. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Multiple times in Acts, like seeing the apostles set free from prison, like angels are behind the scenes on that. So Yeah. Uh, Even Cornelius, uh, the first Gentile to come to faith in Acts 10, an angel shows up to say, hey, you need to talk to Peter. Which is funny because it's like, I know how to be more efficient. Why don't you just lead them to Jesus? You're an angel, right? But the yeah. part, the role that they're playing is like, no, humans are ambassadors for Christ, and angels are aids in the mission of God. Um, so we all have a role to play. Well, and even in Psalm 8, I mean, just talking about the order of creation, in a sense, you have God, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. And then eventually, verse 4, it says, What is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you care for him? Yet you have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. So there's Mm -hmm. that structure there. Yeah. A verse that we can fly past, Matthew 4, Jesus withstands temptation in the wilderness. And in verse 11, it says, Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and were ministering to Mm -hmm. him. So it's like angels came and ministered to Jesus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Angel broke Peter out of jail. You know, just the yeah. roles that they play in, in the unfolding redemptive plan of God is pretty incredible. And I think that's where I struggle a little bit, too, because I'm like, we have Jesus. What do we need angels for? Like, like that's my initial reaction. Yeah. But they're all over the place in the New Testament. Yeah. Like, And that's the concern, like, in Hebrews, where we studied a little bit, like, people are worshiping angels. And it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Jesus is worthy of our worship. Uh, but you can swing the pendulum too far the other yep. way and just kind of ig- ignore yeah. the reality mm-hmm. of them. So what what practical difference? This can be kind of fun to talk about. What what difference should this make to the believer? I think the more I've looked into it, it's just being in awe of God's redemptive plan because it is easy to get caught up in angels and be like, wow, look how amazing they are. But humanity is made in the image of God. Mm-hmm. Angels are not. Mm-hmm. And when humanity sinned, God created a rescue plan for us. Mm. When angels sinned, they were cast out of his presence and doomed to an eternal damnation. So it's like, wow, how much more precious are we than even the angels to God? Mm. It's just like, should make us more in awe of his Mm. redemptive plan. Yeah, I think of the perspective that the angels have on salvation. Because when the Bible says, like, these are things that angels long to look into. Like, yeah. like if we had that perspective of our own salvation, yeah. man. <laughs> it, to, to understand, like, they long to look into God's plan. Like, it's the mystery of his, uh, his redemptive plan. They're the mystery of the gospel, the will of God, the salvation through Jesus Christ. Can you imagine as it's unfolding and it's like, all right, I need a messenger. Who's going to go tell Mary <laughs> that she's pregnant with the Son of God? And they're like, wait, what? The excitement. You even see that when the angels show up to the shepherds in Luke 2. Like, they're pumped about this news. Like, they're longing mm-hmm. to look into it. They're so excited. I think one of the things that we can learn from angels or the angels' reaction in Scripture is don't take this redemption for granted. Yeah. It's yeah. the most amazing thing ever. Yeah. 
and even hearing about angels celebrating in heaven about someone who comes to faith mm-hmm. in Christ. And oh, that's yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah. The um where scripture talks about the Lord of hosts or the Lord of angel armies. I think it gives us a bigger view of God. Like when it talks of Christ returned with all his angels, or you get that vision in second Kings six with the chariots of fire on the mountain. Like there's an army of angels and they're the Lord's army. And that there's a more magnificent, bigger view of God. Um, when you think of like, Oh, you're, like king, savior, lord, general. You know, that's a, another mm-hmm. look to be like, wow. You, I think this encourages me a lot in just kind of alluding to what Jeff said. I mean, I've got the Holy Spirit and I've got Jesus. Why do I need an, an angel? But like you think about how when Jesus was on the cross, he could have called thousands and thousands and thousands of angels, and this would have been over with too. So even like in our suffering, you, I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I'm guilty of running away from it when I don't mm-hmm. understand it or I think it's weird. But there, there is a spiritual war going on out there, and we are going to win. And God uses these angels. They're on my team, mm-hmm. and they sound awesome. So don't fully understand why we need them, but God put them into his plan, and they're on my team. Yeah. yeah. And even when Jesus said that on the cross, he could have come down without the angels. But he chose to say, I can call down legions of angels to the, and, and I would be fine. Mm-hmm. But he, he referenced the angels, right? Yeah. As you see God's creativity and design some of the description of angels and just makes us long for his kingdom and to live in that reality to come. Uh, church, as you, this is just like a sliver, a crack into the window of this world that we maybe know little about or we see glimpses of it in scripture. I, I hope most of all it increases your worship of God. What a big, amazing, awesome God that we serve. So, uh, church, we love you. Hopefully this was helpful, and we'll continue uh, next next time with looking at the fallen angels, demons. All right. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Veritas Equipping Podcast. If you have any questions you would like us to address or ideas on how we can serve you better, please reach out to us by email at info at veritascr.church and put podcast in the subject line.